meeting um, to order. And uh, we'll start off with the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, Vice Chair. Please stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We'll stall for one moment, so Commissioner Dick, and we appreciate it. Can we get the roll call, please. We'll begin with Vice Chair Ritchie. Present. Commissioner Dick. Commission Commissioner Barbados. Present. Commissioner Hamilton. Commissioner Tren. Present. Commissioner Georges. Here. And Chair Felice. Present as well. We have a quorum present. Great. Thank you. Okay. At this time, we will move on to public comments. Um, uh, members of the public can address the commission on matters, lit or matters not listed on the agenda, which are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the commission, provided that no action may be taken on off-agenda items unless authorized by law. Public comments are limited to three minutes per speaker. Do we have any speakers? We have none. Okay, on with that, we will move on to our next item, which is the consent calendar. I don't think we have anything under consent, correct? Yep, we have nothing under consent. With that, we will move to item, yep. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can I get a motion to approve the minutes? Sorry. <laughs> got a first. Motion to approve. We got a second. I'll go ahead and call for the vote. All right, with that, the motion passes to approve the minutes. All right, now we can move on to new business. We have item 4.1, which is a request for red curb markings adjacent to the driveway that serves the Casa Ramon apartments at 445, oh, excuse me, 455 North Batavia Street on the east side of Batavia, approximately 400 feet south of Walnut Avenue. Dave. Yes, Mr. Commissioner, members of the commission, uh, this is a request to uh, paint red curb on the south side of the driveway. Uh, currently, there is uh, no parking or there is no red curb there. And frequently, uh, vehicles park right up to the drive approach. Um, as you can see from this photograph here, uh, when that occurs, um, line of sight uh, coming out of the driveway uh, is very difficult to see oncoming traffic. Um, We've been in this area several times. Uh, we find that the request does have merit and uh, we recommend uh, that the request be approved and the installation of 30 feet of red curb be installed on the south side of the driveway. Um, that concludes my report. If I may answer any questions. Great, thank you, Dave. Any questions for staff on this item? Seeing none, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and open the public hearing. Do we have any speakers on this item? Okay, great. If you can um, come up to the microphone, state your name, and then when you're done, if you can fill out the card. Good 
Hi, Bari Poor. Um, so I live at Custer Mode Apartments and I park in the parking area, the parking lot, right when I'm coming out. Um, and whenever I do, I can never see to the left of me. Like I have to guess and look through the windows of the cars to see if like a car is gonna be coming by. Um, and yeah, so there, there have been two times where I have almost crashed into somebody or somebody had to like swerve into the other lane because there was the traffic coming on. So it's just a really dangerous situation for anyone that comes out of that side. Um, there's also another side of that uh, parking lot that also faces the same issue, but it's just, uh, it's easier to kind of like come out and cars can see the front of your car. So I tend to leave on that side instead, but I prefer to leave on this side, but it's just really dangerous because I have to guess, essentially, so. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. All right. And if you could just fill out a card so we can put your name on the record, that'd be great. Any other speakers on this? Nope, seeing none, we'll go ahead and close the public comments on this agenda item and bring it back to the commission for discussion or a motion. Any discussion? Oh. You wanna push the motion button? I have to again? push the button. Yeah, you gotta push the buttons now. Great, can we get a second? Can we have a second? We'll go ahead and call for the vote. <clears throat> Great, and the motion passes unanimously. All right, we, with that, we will move on to agenda item 4.2, which is a request for a school bus loading zone on the north side of Sycamore Avenue, adjacent, adjacent excuse me, to Cambridge Elementary School. And Dave? Yes, Mr. Commissioner, members of the commission, uh, this request does come from uh, Orange uh, School District. Uh, currently, uh, they are loading and offloading in front of the school on Cambridge and they would like to uh, relieve some of the traffic congestion that occurs at that intersection during the morning and the afternoons uh, and put the buses over on Sycamore. Uh, they were there once before and got moved over to Cambridge. Um, Sycamore Avenue is, is a uh, lightly traveled residential street. Uh, generally, it's uh, 33 feet wide. However, in front of the school, the street does widen out to uh, 41 feet. Um, the demand for parking in the area is fairly light uh, and we don't see any hardship with uh, putting a, a school bus loading zone here. Uh, we intend to, uh, we find that the request does have merit and we would like to actually, uh, instead of basically making it a loading zone, uh, we would like to post it for uh, no stopping uh, between the hours of seven and four during the school days. That leaves the area open for parking by the residents if needed in the afternoons, on the weekends, and anytime the school's not in session. Uh, but it does clear the area out uh, for school bus operations. Uh, the children would have uh, direct access to the school. Uh, there's a gate right there on Sycamore, uh, adjacent to uh, Waverly Street. Uh, so um, what we would do is recommend that the request be approved. We would post the area uh, for no stopping. And as you can see from the area, we could do that with uh, three signs. Um, it's about a 300 foot long area that should cover all the buses that they need. And uh, it would look something like that. Uh, with that, Sarah concludes my report.
if I may answer any questions. Um, a question for you, Dave. When you were out doing the observations, were you there at any point when the buses were, were present? Uh, no, uh, but I was by there in uh, the early afternoon, uh, I believe before school was getting out. And uh, there were a couple of vehicles parked on the north side of the street. So it, and which is legal, but at this point when there, there are vehicles there, it is gonna interfere with bus operations. And I think that's why the school district had asked for uh, this to be made an official uh, bus loading zone. Okay. Perfect, thanks Dave. Anybody else have any other questions? So Dave, so it, from a parking standpoint, the residents can park there after 4 p.m.? Yes, okay. correct. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Staff? No, seeing none. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing. Do we have any speakers on this? Yes? Great. Did you, do we have any cards? It's only one. That one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, actually, that's a fairly reasonable reason why they want to actually park there instead of on Cambridge. But there are seven buses to that one elementary school. That seems like a lot of buses. And that entire block was filled today with cars from people parking because of the um, street sweeping. I have no idea where they were coming from. But um, the buses came back today. I, I sent somebody pictures. I don't know who I sent them to. But they were literally double parking next to the cars because they couldn't um, find a place to park, which is reasonable that the school district would want to park there. However, on Wednesdays, people from Cambridge, all over the area come there and park there because of street sweeping. And so there's nowhere to go if that um, area there is blocked off. And plus it's, it's a residential street and it's ugly. I mean, I don't understand why there are seven buses for an elementary school. Um, and I talked to one of the bus drivers and they said they didn't even know why the school was, the district was making them park there. And this is our neighborhood. And now they're, they're it's becoming an, um, a bus parking lot instead. And so, I mean, obviously it's reasonable that they want to park there, but um, I don't understand exactly what the rules are going to be. It's going to be no parking between, how's that going to work? Mr. Commissioner, members of the commission, um, the, uh, it, it is, proposed to be no stopping between the hours of 7 and 4 on school days. Uh, and 7 a.m. and 4 p.m.? Correct. Every other school days. And so that leaves the area open uh, for after school, uh, weekends, and any other time school is not in session. They're coming up on their Christmas break, so those, um, you know, would not, those signs would not be in effect. And that's from Maplewood all the way up to uh, the gate. Between Maplewood and Waverly. So this is neighborhood parking. And to from seven to four, every single day on a weekday, we can't park there. And um, schools only, they only park there when they drop people off and pick people up, hopefully. And so the rest of the day, that street's gonna be completely empty and useless because we can't park there because of the, the school district wants to park their buses there. So it just seems a little unreasonable. You know, if like, um, if you could make it some like between the times when they pick people up and drop people off, then it would be reasonable. But right now you're blocking off an entire um, neighborhood street for parking from seven to four. 
I mean, and so that that empty that place will be completely empty. And so it just seems unreasonable that you would take that much space all day, Monday through Friday, when people park there all the time. And I sent somebody pictures, and literally that whole, I don't know where those cars came from, but there was literally. Thank, um, thank you, Mr. Cheney. Your, your time has expired. Okay. Thank, thank you, though. Yes, okay? That's Great. Thank you. Can I just share one thing? Nope. Unless no. you've submitted a card. Have you submitted a card? No. If you'd submit a card, we will happily take your, your comments um, after we. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. I was just addressing that they said they if, used if to we, park If there. we may go in order, that would be great. If we Do can what? go in order. We have one more speaker before you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Thank you. Ye Ye I'm going to have trouble pronouncing this. Yege Ebner? Oh, that was for the first one? Okay. Never mind. You are. Okay. You'll be up next if you can just state your name there, fill out the yeah. card, and hand it over to Francisco Bigurie. Um, my name is Catherine Chini. I'm married to him, so live in the same area. Um, and I have lived there for over 35 years, and I've never seen that many buses parked there ever. I don't understand why they need seven buses for that school. So our understanding was they were using it kind of as a parking lot that from other schools. It was not all just for Cambridge Elementary. So I can understand that they need that for their school, but why other schools would be using that as a parking lot, and whatever comment that was that they did this before, well, in the last 35 years, they haven't done it. I'm just saying that is my observation. Thank you. Great, thank you. Christina Russo? Good evening. My name is Christina Slusser. So I'm the director of transportation for Orange Unified School District. Um, so I think it's on the agenda that it's listed as no stopping during the hours of seven to four, um, and that is that's good. But technically, to speak to their um, their suggestions, if it was no parking, that means that nobody can park there, which is something that we're looking to actually um, ensure happens, especially during the times of our loading and unloading process at the school sites. Um, oftentimes people will, um, citizens will stay in their vehicles idling, and um, so therefore it can be perceived as they're not stopping nor parking. So um, if it did say no parking, and if we change it during the hours of you know loading and unloading, that should be sufficient. So if it was like between the hours of seven to 10, no parking, um, and between the hours of about 12 and four, no parking, that should be fine um, in addition to yellow curbing. Um, we also do have this program is one of our largest mod severe programs in the school district. Um, when it comes to special needs students, um, it is the largest population of special needs students that we transport, hence the reason we are growing um, with the number of buses needed um, and expected to continue growing in the future. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other speakers on this item? Nope. I'll go ahead and bring it back to the commission for any additional comments or concerns. Uh, Mr. Chair, so if I have a question of staff. Yes. So, David, it, was the request for 300 feet, was that the request from the school district? <clears throat> yes, in general, they, um, I think they called out a little bit different number, but when we wheeled it off, it was about 300 feet. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Um, 
I'll go after you. Nope. All you. All right. And then a question for Seth. Ed, Dave, you know, we kind of were just given our olive branch here because we, you know, we knew the school needed, needed a, you know, this uh, pickup drop-off scenario for certain time frames with what was just suggested or brought up regarding no parking, 7 to 10 a.m., and then you'd have, you'd be able to park there at 11, and then the restriction would go from 12 to 4 p.m. Is there any, is there any negative to that or something that we don't know to where that couldn't be done or would, would be an issue? Um, I'm not quite understanding as, the as, question. As in, as in if, if we were to amend this, no parking, 7 to 10, hmm. and then below that, additionally, between 12 and 4 p.m., is that is that something that's that's kosher that we could do, or is or, or is there something that would not make that sound? I believe we could do that. Um, it's really a question of enforcement. Um, it's easier if we have just one time frame uh, to go between seven and uh, seven and four, uh, and also keep in mind that uh, I believe that the, uh, the schools uh, on Wednesdays are out at twelve. So you need to cover that as well. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mr. Vice Chair, if I, if I may add, I, I think uh, staff is supportive of whatever hours the school district proposes. This really is to support uh, their operations and logistics and kind of segregate bus traffic from the front of the school uh, just to reduce the, the congestion. I will add um, that if, if it is designated no parking versus no stopping, uh, parents um, who, who want to pick up their kids can, can park there in the same area where the, and compete with the buses for that curb space. So I'm not sure if that's what the district had in mind. Maybe we want to clarify with them. I, I uh, do have some, some questions for you. Um, oh, sorry. Are you complete? Yep. Um, so I, I see that the request is for um, this, this bus loading zone, as we'll call it right now. Um, operationally, would this be encompassing all students or simply the mod students? It's encompassing anything having to do with school bus transportation specifically. At this site, we only transport students in the special needs program. We don't have transportation for the general education population. Not to say that that can't happen in the future, but as of right now, we're only tra transporting the special needs students. Um, and as long as the no parking, no stopping has a school bus exemption, um, it would need to have that exemption to answer that question previously. And, and so, not that, it, not that it's any of our purview to get into the operations, um, but my, my kids go to an OUC school as well, not this one. Um, <clears throat> but as they get dropped off in the morning, they typically meet at the uh, benches in order to, to get their teachers and that stuff. I've noticed on this campus, it would be completely on the other side of campus. Are those students walking that, that distance? or are they simply just going to the portables that are adjacent to, to the area? Yeah, I'm not like super familiar with the campuses and the layouts of where the special needs students have their, their classes, but I do believe that it's right there adjacent um, on the other side of the fence. Um, they don't walk off the buses unattended. Usually there's school aides and staff available to take special needs students off of the buses. Okay, and do you know the typical count of buses that are you are, are there. I did go by the site um, quite a few days um, at the drop-off time. So I'm just curious on if you know how many buses are actually parking there now. 
Um, it ranges between about five to seven buses per day on either end, loading or unloading. Um, that's the current numbers, but that can change, you know, based on enrollment and, and needs of the students. Um, we also base our, our buses and our schedules off of tiers. So Cambridge Elementary is a first tier school, which means that um, if a bus services three schools in the morning, they're the first set of students being dropped off. Um, and then from there, the bus proceeds on to the next school. So that's why that site, because it has a large number of mod severe students, um, it is the first tier, so we're not restricted with time. And then those buses proceed to other schools. You may not know the answer to this question, but in my observations, I noticed that after the buses were unloaded, they stayed there for additional duration of time. Do you know what that time process is? So some buses, it's, it's totally dependent on the route. Some buses have to depart immediately to pick up students for their next run, which is typically about a 45-minute window between the next school starting. Um, and other sites, other buses have a few extra minutes to stand by before having to pick up the next students. We don't want to rush to pick up the following students and proceed because once we get to a student's address, we're legally required to run the red light system and that stops traffic. So if we have to hold back and stay at a school site just a few minutes longer before we proceed to pick up the next set of students, then that's what we do because it's a safe location for our buses to park. Okay. That's, that's all the questions. Unfortunately, I can't open up any public conversation with you, sir. Um, okay. Because um, she's they're the requester. So we can ask some clarification questions. Um, <clears throat> okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, any, anybody else have any other comments or questions? I'd, I'd, I, uh, I'll just make a comment real quick. Um, I would probably myself be a little bit supportive if we shortened um, the 300 feet down 250 feet based upon my observations at any given time that, that I was there. I, I saw five buses at the max. Um, I did see quite a bit of staging there. Um, however, it did not take up the whole area of parking. I understand that the demand may increase, but I think there's an opportunity if at that point the demand decreased, they could come back to the commission. So I would be supportive of making a motion to, to narrow. Uh, unfortunately, sir, we can't. We've already closed the public comment portion. Um, Commissioner Dick? I think special needs children have had a tough enough set of circumstances with which to deal that we don't need to exacerbate it for them. If we can make their lives somewhat better by providing safe arrangements to get them into the classroom, I think that's not only appropriate, it's a moral responsibility. I don't know about the 300 feet, but I don't think 50 feet is going to make or break either way. If that's the case, somebody else can help me understand that. I don't believe that two hours in the middle of the morning is beneficial. I don't know when those routes might have occasion to change, and then that would have to petition for a change here. And the, the guys that have to provide the enforcement for it, I mean, you've got to have a program on that. I believe if we're going to do this, we should do it from 7 to 4, as has been outlined by staff. And I would be amenable to going with the wisdom of the commission, but otherwise I would also go with the 300 feet because that's what the professional traffic engineer told me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mr. 
Yeah, I had a question. On these buses, um, do we know if they're full-size buses or if they're a shorter bus? Um, because 300 feet, you know, based on my math, you know, you got 50 feet between each of them. It's a 50-foot bus. That's a long bus. That's five buses because you need about 50 feet to actually pull in to be close enough to the curb. Um, so that would be a space for five 50-foot buses, and those are pretty large buses. So do, do we actually have a clarification on what the actual size of the vehicle is? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Commissioner, I think it was, yeah. were all short. They were all short? All short. Okay. Okay, so um, with special needs buses, we have a variety of sizes. We have cutaway buses, which are the ones you've probably observed there. They're about 25 feet in length um, from the front bumper to the rear bumper. We also do have some other special needs buses that are transit style buses that have the flat front. Those are about 35 feet in length. So either one of those style buses can be assigned to this particular school or any school that services students with special needs for that matter. Um, and we also have to consider a danger zone around the vehicle, which is about 12 feet of distance around the entire um, 360 degree of, of the vehicle looking around it. So we have to consider that, the space cushion between buses when they park at sites, as well as the length of the buses. So we don't want buses touching one another. We have to consider that space and the size of the vehicles. So currently, you have the small cutaway buses scheduled there, but at any time, we could have you know 34-foot transit-style buses scheduled to take over as well. And we have in the past. On Cambridge Street, they used to park um, those 34-foot buses. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You know, based on that, I do... Um, agree with Dick that I think having it for the full day is probably necessary, um, but I would question, like you were, the, the length of 300 feet I think may be um, excessive. So, thank you. Does anybody have any comments? Anybody want to make a motion? I'll move the staff recommendation, Mr. Chairman. Do we have a second on to that? Yeah. I'll second Commissioner Dick's recommendation. Any further discussion from anyone? Nobody willing to support a, uh, a modification of reducing it to uh, 150 feet? Would you, be, uh, would you be amendable to that, Commissioner Dick? Uh, thank you for the opportunity, uh, but no. I, and I am generally loath to take parking off the streets. That's something that we don't have enough of in this community. But I don't know what the school schedule's like. I don't know when they're going to change. I don't know whether they're going to take athletic teams over there, take athletic teams off there, debate teams. I don't know what's going on. But if they think that's what they need and that's what our staff has looked at, then I have to be supportive of what's in the better interest of the community at large. And if I lived over there, I'd probably want all the parking I could get myself for my friends and my family. But in this instance, I will go with staff. Okay. Anybody else have any other points of discussion? Uh, this will be my opportunity to see if anyone uh, up here on the dais would uh, be open to amending the motion with no parking. 7 to 10, it's open 11 to 
to uh, 12 and 12 to four, it's restricted, but maintaining the 300 feet. So be willing to amend your motion for that? It's Christmas and somebody has to be the Grinch. And I, I just, I don't see the virtue of, of doing that. I appreciate the, the willingness to try to cooperate, but you know, this is how you make camels when you do it by committee. I mean, it needs to be yes or no, and I'm perfectly content to let the professionals guide me. Would you be willing to reduce it to 200 feet? <clears throat> Dave, is there another difference you could be comfortable with and still provide the envelope of safety that we insist upon for these children? I believe we could shorten the distance um, based on what we're hearing um, from the, the school district, uh, you know, maybe to 200 feet. Uh, that would provide a little more parking. Uh, also keep in mind, that the reach between Waverly and Cambridge is going to be open. There, there's not going to be any parking restrictions other than for street sweeping day. So this is just that 300 feet between uh, Waverly and Maplewood. That's that's basically the, the distance. So how many parking places we pick up under your new thought? Um, on uh, how many parking spaces on Five. which area? If you go from 300 to 200, how many do we reclaim? Uh, we get about five. You get, I'm, I'm really, okay. Because Christmas is a time of spreading joy. And because <laughs> I want my friend to know that I have come. I think 200 feet could be, my motion could be amended to 200 feet if my second would be in occurrence. I would agree to that. We have concurrence. We have concurrence. Great. With that, any further discussion? Go ahead so and call for the vote. Mr. Chair, is it, is it with the hours as recommended? Oh, with the hours as recommended. Correct. Yeah. The modification would be to 200 feet. All right. With that, the motion passes unanimously. We can we'll motion to adjourn the meeting. And the next uh, regular traffic commission meeting will be held on Wednesday, February 14th, 2024, at 5.30 p.m. here in council chambers. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.